Hello, humans of the earth. Welcome. Disclaimer, you may experience here truth, facts, opinions, and many margaritas. My name is Emma. And my name's Jackie. Welcome to the shit in our heads. Jackie here for your regular reminder that Emma and I never want to claim to know it all. What we do claim is truth is that we are two young women journeying through the exciting and challenging formative years of our early 20s. Everything that we share in this podcast is true to our hearts and souls, beliefs, and personal perceptions and understanding of the world around us on the given day that we record it. We are both women who are relentlessly committed to our own growth and evolution. And our greatest hope is by working through our thoughts and feelings and differences of opinions for you to witness that you too would be encouraged to dig deep and put in the work that is required to expand your perception of and place in this great, big, beautiful world. Uh, Cause I can edit it. I can edit it later. That's weird how that happens. What? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We have impeccable timing. such a wonderful feature. I need more water. You're right. Keeping it real. Okay. I have to put the pen down. (laughs) Thank you. Uh Welcome back, friends. And thank you so much for joining us for this episode three of the shit in our heads. Might be your first time. Maybe it's your third time here. The real MVPs. Today, Emma and I are going to talk all about goal setting, goal pursuing, what motivates each of us on individual levels as well as together to do this podcast. Truly, this podcast was something that Emma and I thought of over a year ago, but just a year later in our motivations, in our (laughs) capacity too, I guess. It's not Mm -hmm. only just motivation, but we are making this happen despite very opposite seasons of life, lifestyle schedules, etc. The only thing that is making this possible, we can already hear my phone. Y'all, we're keeping it so real. <laughs> Tonight's Always. been fun. Yeah, we actually just, tomorrow this is launching. You're yeah. listening to this, you know, long time after this mm-hmm. is launched. But so we've been recording some outros and things today and wow. Takes motivation, does it not? What a time to be alive. Perseverance. Perseverance at its finest. So Mm -hmm. first, Emma. Yes. I'd love to hear about what motivates you personally. 
Why mm. do you do what you do in life? What a question. Why humans. do you get out of bed? Yeah, humans, humans majorly motivate humans. me too. Also, like, like you, like, <laughs> like we motivate Jackie, each other. Get the lot. hell out of bed. <laughs> Literally a lot. Go get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for real, <clears throat> humans and like specifically my faith, um, mm-hmm. my faith in God and Jesus and all that good stuff. Um, Same. It's the only reason that, I mean, it's the only reason I'm alive, I believe, um, because I was created for a time and a purpose and I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste this purpose that I've been created for. I think it's really beautiful. I find it really inspiring and motivating personally that I was created with specific desires and personality traits and, excuse me, maybe even physical traits that put me in this position to help other people. And if I don't use that opportunity, then why am I living? Yep. That's kind of how I see life. What about you, Jackie? We are really kindred spirits on this, but we come <laughs> by our like aspirations and motivations by different life journeys and stories, mm-hmm. but very similar answer. What Jesus has laid on my heart is what motivates me. If I feel as though he's calling me into a certain arena, mm-hmm. I'm in it all the way, even if I don't in my worldly flesh want to be. So yeah. he majorly motivates me every single day. Also people, I just have always been, you know, somewhat I feel naturally blessed. Sometimes I don't even feel like I have to go out of my way to seek out phenomenal humans. They just like hit me in the face. It's ridiculous. So I'm just constantly surrounded by people who push me to be better better and naturally make me want to be better. Yeah. I also would say for me, um, like learning Mm. both with people and about people. Mm -hmm. So that's both like humans as well as this extra level with other humans or about other humans, learning and knowledge gaining experiences where I have new knowledge really motivates me. Mm -hmm. I'm also highly competitive in nature. So like winning to be really blunt, like winning Mm -hmm. motivates me. I want to win at all costs always. I don't win at all costs always. The Lord always keeps (laughs) me humble, but winning pretty much motivates me daily. And also similarly to what you were saying about just like wanting to not take any moment for granted. I Mm -hmm. feel like I had a major back surgery when I was 18 years old and a couple near death experiences in the months of recovery after that. And that just really awakens for such a young person, a Mm -hmm. real zest for life in me that I wish everyone could feel and experience to the level that I have without going through the experiences that I went through. But yeah. yeah, I just have a real awareness of every day is a precious gift. And more than that, not only just being alive, but every day in an able body mm-hmm. to go out and do the things that I feel God has called me to. Mm-hmm. That is something that every single day I'm keenly aware of and don't take for granted. And it's very motivating for me to get off my butt <laughs> and do the things. Yeah, so. I love that. I feel like similarly to how you're motivated by competition, I'm motivated by goals. Yeah. If I can reach the end of the goal, no matter how big or how small, like I'm a barista, if it's literally learning to pour a new art um, or I'm starting a small business. So if it's finishing a launch and selling a hundred of a product or something, whatever it is to be able to look back at where I was and now where I am and to say that I persevered and be grateful for the things that got me there, the humans that got me there. Mm-hmm. God who got me there. Mm-hmm. That's really motivating for me. Yeah. So I feel like this is, again, why we're doing the podcast. This is an area where you and I differ a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have a slight aversion just to the word goal. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean there aren't things that I'm intentionally pursuing and hoping mm-hmm. to achieve and accomplish. But I have a little bit of aversion to the word goal. Whereas you're saying like one of my main vo- motivators in life is goal setting. Yeah. So tell me about your goal setting process. Oh, it's evolved. Yeah. Even <laughs> Over recently. Over the last month. Yeah. Literally, we were talking about this when I first got here. Um, so for me, goals are very visual. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally have a whole vision board up on my wall right now. That's it's not it's not a board, guys. It's a wall. The wall. It's the actual the, wall. The whole ass wall. <laughs> <laughs> it is post-it notes of six separate goals that I plan to accomplish. Five of them in the next year. The other one's like a lifetime goal. Um, and then I break it down into eight categories with post-it notes. And Y'all, then Emma's incredible. It's always evolving. I don't have the capacity I, for this, but I find it phenomenal. I did this four days ago. That's what I mean by it's evolving. I feel so grateful for things that have happened recently to get me to this place. But 
So goals are very visual for me. And when I can see that these are the steps that I need to take to reach this goal, there is absolutely nothing that will stand in my way from completing those steps and getting to the end of my goal. Even without a wall of a vision board, Emma's always been very visual. Like yeah. years ago when I met her, it was like journals and yes. writing and in a, a section daily in the planner. Like yes. she's evolved through all these ways of goal setting very tangibly out where she can visually see them, but mm -hmm. they've all gone back to that, that visual. She yeah. always has a space where she is putting it on paper. Yeah. I would say I am more of a speaking it into creation person. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to write it down. And I do have that slight aversion. So I don't typically go up to you and say, I have a new goal. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say like, there's something I want to pursue or yeah. like, I'm going to do something or I have something to tell you. Yeah. So I'm like an intention setter. I become discouraged really easily when I try to set like a cold, hard, fast, like this is a goal. If I miss that goal one day or one step mm -hmm. isn't achieved by a date that I set in stone for myself, I just like want to quit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's all, all bets are off now because I failed at one little thing. Yeah. So I'm more, I'm more inclined to say like, I am going to set an, an intention to do one thing because I know I won't get discouraged in setting that intention. Mm -hmm. And also I feel like it gives me like the room and the flexibility and the adaptability to be able to evolve that vision. Yeah. I can get like really passionate and hyped up about so many different things. Mm -hmm. And what gets me really hyped up today might not get me really hyped up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So when I set an intention and allow it to grow and evolve over time, like my truest, most innate vision that God has for me in that comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. So rather than like writing down my cold, hard, fast things on a vision board, I will speak about it to someone because mm -hmm. that provides me the accountability for people to check in with me later. Yeah. But we're a little different in that. We and are. that's a good thing because yeah. we're both still highly motivated, efficient, productive yeah. people. For the most part. We don't come by it in the same way, which is interesting. Yeah. Have you always been an intentions person or did you used to set New Year's resolutions? Oh, I totally used to set New Year's Me resolutions too. and I just wasn't self-aware enough to know I hate <laughs> myself by March of every year Yeah, when I'm like not pursuing them in a linear fashion, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I think in college, I've really evolved to this flexibility and grace with myself and knowing what language works for me and doesn't and knowing that when I see all the other girls with the journals, like writing down their, like, it's okay. It's okay yeah. that I don't want to write down 20 goals and check in on them every mm -hmm. month. It's okay to instead have conversations with my closest people and say, I have these intentions for my world this year. Like, how about you? Yeah. <laughs> and can you ask me about them later? Sometimes blatantly asking people check in yeah. with me, you know? Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. I feel like I set not New Year's resolutions, not necessarily New Year's intentions, but New Year's goals. Because I feel like we should always be resolved to be evolving. Yes. Oh, and so, say that one more time. We should always be resolved to be evolving. Yes. And so I don't think there's any point in setting resolutions one time a year. Mm. And if mm. I do it, if I were to make a list, this is how my brain works. If I were to make a list of 10 things that I'm resolved to do in the new year, if I came up with something new, I wouldn't do it because I'd be stuck on that list of 10 things. Talking about like what motivates you, like God yeah. gave us the ability to grow mm -hmm. and yet we will never be arrived. Ugh, that is like so where good. that resolve comes from to like yeah. continue to grow for me. The thought of like God made me so that I can grow closer to him and mm -hmm. his journey for my life, for my entire existence. And yet at the end of it, when I meet him in heaven, I will finally be arrived at the place that he wants me to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, constantly evolving. Oh, like even in the last two days, four days, in the last four days, I've evolved drastically than where I was last week. It's amazing. I love that. It's incredible. Well, this year, did you set any New Year's intentions? I did. Okay. Um, they look a lot different from last year's, I think, in yeah, the past, like in college. I don't know. I was just in a more, I, I don't know how to say it because I don't want to discredit my past right. years or... They're just different. anyone listening to this, but my intentions have been a lot more measurable in like a short way or a more tangible way. Mm -hmm. Whereas this year, my intentions are more vast in just like lifestyle choices, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And to me, that feels like 
wow, I've made some really adult intentions this year. I hope that goes well. <laughs> but that's just honest to the season I'm, of life I'm in. I'm about to finish grad school. I'm not going to be a college student by the end of this year. Like I'm going to mm -hmm. be a launching professional and young adult. Who knows? I might be living on my own for the first time in a different place. Maybe I'll still be in Bowling Green. I don't know. But yeah. this like launching phase that I'm in right now, of, like wrapping up one chapter of like studies and applying it as a launching professional makes me be want to be really intentional about this like wrap it up and transition season that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So one of my intentions is definitely like to lean into and make the most of an internship experience that I'm in right now. I've finally finished my studies and I'm in the field doing a practicum, a quite extensive practicum. Um, and so I think it's really easy to, for me especially, I think self-awareness tells me it would be easy to show up every day at normal business hours and say, I'm just the intern mm -hmm. because it feels like less pressure, mm -hmm. but I want to show up in a way every day where I view myself as my colleagues do, which is a valuable part of the greater team. I'm really blessed to be doing my internship in an amazing place surrounded by amazing colleagues who mm -hmm. don't see me as lesser just because I'm the intern. Yeah. So I want to fully lean into that and take advantage of the fact that these people are handing me opportunity and trust on a silver platter because they see that I'm capable and teachable. So I want to like live into that narrative and really grow and evolve alongside yeah. of them supporting me. And you do do that. You, Thank you. you show up every I do. single day. Oh I gosh. admire it so much. It's so hard sometimes. Oh my I gosh. can't show up in the way you show up and you can't show up in the way I show up. True. But we both show up. In our completely worldly, vastly different arenas, yeah. you're right. We both do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also want to allow myself. This is a big one for me. Like giving myself allowance or permission to do something is a big deal for me always, like regardless what? of what it is. So I want to allow myself mm -hmm. to let the experiences that I feel are priority for me in 2021. This is where I'm vague with goals, right? I want them, I want to allow them to take the energy, the time, the investments that they need. Mm. I very easily get stuck in the cycle of, I want to experience all of the things. Okay, you don't have to experience all of the things always, Jackie <laughs> Burns. Like, take a deep breath and just wherever you are right now, right now, sitting mm -hmm. next to my best friend, having a conversation with her, mm -hmm. give it the time and energy that it needs. Mm -hmm. Going to my internship, give it the time and energy that it needs. Getting to know a new group of friends that I've met through church this year, yeah. invest in it. I think, I think especially actually <laughs> since I worked a third shift, this sounds so weird, but I really think it psychologically got to me working the graveyard shift, oh, being yeah. up all night and then not wanting to sleep my days away. Mm -hmm. I can live in a mindset of scarcity of like, don't give this too much energy right now because you have mm -hmm. the whole rest of the day. Shoot. But I never reach the end of the day when I apply myself more exhausted. Yeah. I just reach the end of the day if I don't fully apply myself to each situation, feeling bad about myself. Yeah. So like really giving myself permission, like if it's a week where a lot is unfolding for you at your AIT and you don't do a lot socially, that is fine. Yeah. Give it the time and energy it deserves for God to grow you in that arena. Mm -hmm. If there is a week where I get a three-day weekend, don't bring work home. Don't feel bad about mm -hmm. investing in the people and the relationships that maybe were on the back burner during that week of hard work, right? Yeah. So just giving myself permission. I think drawing those boundaries on my life of knowing and giving myself that allowance to fully show up for the thing that is in front of me on that given day or hour or moment will enable me to launch well. Mm-hmm once I wrap up grad school and go out into the real world. It's been a real like shocker and a mm -hmm. real adjustment for me to go from sitting in my apartment during the pandemic doing grad school to working 60 hours a week outside of the home in like one setting, like for yeah. one organization. Before this, I was working four jobs to make ends meet. Uh -huh. I'm now like all in. Yeah. And there's less components and areas and arenas to my life. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that makes me antsy. So I'm oh, just trying yeah. to give myself the permission of, you are allowed to completely and fully invest in this company, in this organization, 
doesn't mean it's the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But there is so much for you to gain and for you to give here. Mm -hmm. So be fully there. You have permission. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a friend and I was really getting in my head because I'll be moving probably by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I was getting all anxious and sad about leaving some certain people. And she said, there is only grace for this moment. There is no grace for this Mm. conversation that you are going to have in six months from now. Yes. There will be, but there isn't right now. So don't think about it. That's so good. And I've been practicing being present since that moment that she said that. Mm -hmm. And it just hit so hard. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That like, I'm a seven on the Enneagram (laughs) and our deepest fear is like feeling trapped. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if I spend 10 hours at work one day, I spiral in this place of like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to apply myself because is this it? Is this all there is? Yeah. Jackie, no. Like you literally (laughs) don't know what Wednesday of next week looks like. Mm -hmm. Can you just like breathe for 32 seconds and be present here? Yep. Yep. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. It's so good. Learning it intentionally this year. Intentions are fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how about you? Goals, not intentions. What are intentions? What are your 2021 goals? I did set goals. So I set a couple like hard and fast goals. Um, one of them was, and is to read a book every single week this year. I'm on book six. Again, with our different phases of life, I'm lucky if I read more than five stanzas of the Bible every day, yet alone a full book a Uh, week. It's fine. Um, so I'm on book six and it's week six of the year. I was just telling you, of course, that I might not finish my book this week. And there's grace. But I think I will. But I'll guess what? You all know next time. There's not grace right now for the end of the week. There's, There's not. Only grace so I'm going to go home and read my book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. Um, and then the other like hard and fast one that I set was to work out every day, whether that's stretching for 30 minutes or yoga or like a hard workout or running. And I've kept with it. Except you have. for four days out of the year so far. And it is February 13th. And I feel I have muscle definition for the first time in my life. I love that for you. And it's like blowing my mind. And I feel like, here's why I set these goals. Because I could see how they would bleed into everything else that I do. Mm -hmm. I could see that working out every day would help me sleep at night, which would then help me to have more energy the next day. And it would clear up brain fog and help me to focus more in that day. I can see how... (laughs) working out every day will strengthen my muscles to have children in the future. Like I can see those things and then reading every day. Cause I have so many books that I want to read that I know will add value to my life and my mental ability and to just my library of intelligence and knowledge. And I also want to point out that especially the reading goal for you mm-hmm. is something that not only as a personal investment to like your knowledge or your growth or your, your development, but it's actually an investment in doing things that are life-giving for you. So like I might not be, I do like reading, but Mm -hmm. not to the level of you. Reading to you is life-giving. So you are inherently setting a a time like for self-care. I mean, I don't even want to use that word. It feels like too trivial. No, but that's what it is. You're setting aside a time every day to fill your cup, to give yourself life, because that's like literally Mm -hmm. what you did in college. It's what you studied. Like you love literature. You love reading. Yeah. So like how cool that your one of your goals isn't just like dumb things that like when we reach the end of our life, when we reach heaven, we'll be like, why did I waste so much time doing that? You are literally tangibly every single day saying, mm-hmm. I want to do this thing every day because it gives me life. It fills my cup. It brings me joy mm-hmm. and it betters me at the yeah. same time. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I, I love, love that it. for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're both like, I just I love you. It. I love it. <laughs> I actually started to set that goal because I wanted to watch less TV. Oh, so don't we all? <laughs> yeah, that's and not, I again, I don't want to reach the end of my life and be like, yeah. oh, I spent so many hours. Which is watching TV shuts my brain off. So like last night I had a really long week and it was a good long, but it was long. So I just went home and watched TV and it was great. That's healthy. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that can be rest, but I wanted to stop watching so much TV. Good boundaries. And I wanted to stop rewatching Gilmore Girls every two months. (laughs) You know, I read somewhere and this does not mean it's accurate. Please no one come for me. Okay. I don't remember where I read it. 
I read somewhere that when we watch a show and it's the same show over and over again, that's actually a response for us to bring like comfort and familiarity to ourselves. Yeah. It's like a soothing technique for like anxiety almost because like we know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's like when we don't know what's going to happen day to day mm -hmm. in our life, it's comforting to come home and watch a show that we've already watched because it's predictable. We know what happens. We know how yeah. it ends. Is that, that interesting? Sense. Psychologically. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense to me. Don't know if it's true, but remember <laughs> reading it. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm glad that I've stopped watching so much TV. I feel healthier. I sleep so much better. And I've spent time learning things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. I love that. So that's yeah. really good goals. Yeah, I have those. I do have one more. Okay. <laughs> Cut you off. No, that's fine. Um, this one, so I didn't even realize that I had this one actually until really recently when I started actually diving headfirst into this small business endeavor. I think that when the year started, I had a goal for it to be a year different than any other. And I didn't want to just, I love my job, but I didn't want to just be a barista anymore. And I didn't want to just live in Bowling Green. I wanted to make change and create waves and work towards something, even if I don't see the fruit of it right away. Mm. So that's been really fun too. I love that. I love, we are such an immediate gratification society. Yeah. And so it's so hard when we don't see, and that's actually, you put really well there words to what I was saying at the beginning of this, about my intentions are so much different now than they were when I started college. You know what it is? It's that theme. It's that my intentions now are more things that I can't as tangibly gauge. They're more oh, long-term. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. see them come to fruition a year mm -hmm. from now, five years from now, just because of the healthy habits, boundaries, pursuits that I've created in my life, right? Yeah. Whereas at a freshman year, Jackie, it was like, how about you eat less chocolate? That's like very tangible to see right. immediately. Right. You know, I was listening to um, an armchair expert episode with Dax Shepard and Ashton Kutcher at the beginning of 2020. And Dax Shepard asked Ashton Kutcher, did you set New Year's resolutions? And he said, no, I'd set 10 year goals. Mm, I and I that. was like, I'm going to do that probably next year, just because I have a lot going on this year, <laughs> but I want to do that. You know what I love that is very similar. Mm. I one time heard that Rachel Hollis, mm -hmm. um, she puts, she purchases really expensive, nice bottles of champagne, mm. puts masking tape across it, writes the goal that she wishes to achieve and stores it in her fridge for years sometimes before she gets to drink it. I want to do that. I want to do that too. I've Shoot. been thinking about it ever since I heard we it. We should do that so that when we do our hundredth episode, mm. we pop that champagne. I love that. Let's do it. Okay. I love that. Isn't that great? That's amazing. Like for her, one of them I remember was win an Emmy. She hasn't done mm. it yet. It's still sitting in her fridge. That's incredible. So I've been thinking like, what is something that in my mid thirties I want to do? Let's buy I, a bottle of champagne to remind me every day when I open my fridge. I love that. I need that. I recently made like a vision board, not the one that I have hundreds of thousands of oh, post-it notes, but a like two by two board. And I put, and I didn't know that I wanted this until I saw it. I put Forbes 30 under 30 on it. Oh my gosh. When people ask me why I'm not dating or like, don't you want a boyfriend? I literally will like do the math and I'm like, oh honey, just to be a smart aleck. I don't, I don't actually mean this like you mean this, but I'm being a smart aleck. I say, no, 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 I don't have any time. I only have uh, six more years to make it in the Forbes 30 under 30. Yeah. I literally yeah. say that to people. No, yeah, I That's so totally funny. get that. I support you. Thank you. And I don't even know how I'm going to get there yet. Oh, you will. Well, this small business, it'll, it'll. This is manifesting yeah. right here. Okay, yeah. we're going to go out after this. And, well, we're actually going to go and have a date and go to dinner. We are. With each other. But before, we should go to the store and buy you a bottle of champagne. Yes. yes. Write it on there. We will. Okay. Deal. Okay, I have another question. Yeah. These are our goals for this year, for yes. 2021. Do you think that any part of goal making, the way you make goals, the types of goals you're setting. I was just talking about how the types of goals I was setting mm -hmm. my freshman year of college versus in grad school now, very different. Do you think your goals will evolve over the next 10 years when oh, you're 30 yeah. something rather Absolutely. than 20 something? They're just, I think they should, right? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they're going to be along the same line of the goals I have now because 
right now, the two goals, like categories that I have are building a business and bettering myself. So I think they will be in the same categories. They're just going to be bigger. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. I really do. I think those are the two. Well, putting God aside. (laughs) Sure. God is in everything that I do. And I do have goals with all of that. But I think those will be the two lanes. My league will just get bigger. Ooh. I love that. (laughs) She's laughing because I always say out of my lane, but in... Wait, out of my league, in my lane. Yeah, I can't even quote myself. Out of my league, in my lane. So I will just continue to be in my lane lane and get into that league and need a bigger league. I love that. To chase after. That's so true. Yeah. And I think, I mean, just the normal trajectory of life, I will continue to make money and meet people and make connections and goals will get easy, not easier, but more attainable. Yeah. And I think when we have a track record of proving to ourselves, Mm -hmm. I set a goal and I did it. We dream bigger naturally. Yeah. And right now we're young and it's not like when I was in high school, I was intentionally setting goals for my life like I am now. So just having those years of experience of proving to yourself, you know what? I can I'm yeah. capable. That naturally, inherently, I think, makes you dream bigger, right? Yep. So that's why. I- so yes, goals should get bigger throughout our life as we prove to ourselves that we've attained them. Mm-hmm. Part of that is being a type of person who is motivated by intentions, in my case, mm-hmm. goals by your case. Yeah. I think a lot of times, a hang up for me, this might be taboo. I hope someone else in the audience relates to this, Uh but I think sometimes I don't want to set the goal because what if it changes? I'm actually a fairly confident person. And my question a lot of times isn't, I don't want to set the goal because what if I don't achieve it? I know that if I show up and if my goal is in line with what God wants for my life and I'm always consulting him, Uh I know that I can do it. Yeah. My, my like hesitation and actually a little bit for me, I think maybe the reason it took me a year to come around to like, Emma, let's actually do the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what if I say something at 24 years old that I don't stand by at 35? Yeah. Like it literally doesn't matter. If mm-hmm. you feel called to do something, do it. Yep. And I think a lot of times for me, it's not, what if I don't achieve it? It's, what if it changes? Mm-hmm. I have, I, I literally said earlier, like I have a heart, I want to finish. So setting an intention for me is better than a goal because it feels like I'm allowed to change the intention. My yep. intentions are always changing and adapting with the season of life that I'm in. So I don't know. Do you experience that ever? I understand that on such a deep level. Okay, good. Maybe that someone is, else does too then. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure we're going to get so many. Good. This is me. I, that is the reason that in November, when I started this endeavor for small business, I was saying, this isn't forever. But now, three months later, literally just three months later, I'm saying, this is what I want to do. And it scared me so long to say that. And I put off saying it for so long. And it has evolved in the last three months, but I put it off because I was like, what if in two years, this isn't what I want to do? Yeah. You know, in my experience, fully committing to something has been the only way that I've learned that I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I came into college with this death grip on like, I am an opera singer, the end. Like I am an (laughs) opera singer or I am worthless. Yeah. And that for years in high school, I was saying, oh, I want to be a music teacher. I literally can't stand children. What is wrong with me? I do not want to be a music teacher, but I never wanted to commit to, I want to be an opera singer. Never Mm -hmm. wanted to commit to it. Once I fully committed to it and told literally everyone and everyone, I was humiliated when I felt the Lord change the call on my life. But it was so at the same time, even though it was hard and scary and I was embarrassed because everyone knew me as Jackie Burns, the opera singer, at the end of the day, knowing that the Lord was calling me away from that as what I was doing for my profession, just the assurance that his hand was over my change of heart made it easy enough to step away from. Yeah. So having that learned experience for me, and that's not like the only time in my life that I can pinpoint that happening, but that has been invaluable to that narrative that I have in my head. Well, well, what if it changes? Mm -hmm. Well, Jackie, it's supposed to. In the times in your life that you've committed to something, told the world about it, and then changed your mind, the fruit that has come from you being obedient and listening Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to change and evolve 
the fruit that has come from it is just not worldly. It's of God, yeah. right? Yeah, I love that. I feel that so much. What are the narratives that you focus on when you lose focus on a goal or intention that you're working on? I think I come back to people a lot. Mm-hmm. Just, again, I have so many phenomenal people around me and they always can remind me who I am and to whom I belong and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So sometimes, a lot of times I'd say it's not even me being as con- like cautiously aware of, oh, I'm straying from like the course. Yeah. I think a lot of times just when I'm naturally sharing life with people, when I least expect it, they are able to like re-motivate me and inspire me and like mm-hmm. lead me back to what is truthful in my life. Sometimes I'm not even like fully aware of like, I'm losing motivation right now. Yeah. It just is happening. But being around people, being in community, being with people who love me enough to hold me accountable and don't mm-hmm. just fake love me in a way that's like, I'm just always going to tell you you're phenomenal. <laughs> right. Yeah. So fake. So yeah, for a lot of times it's people for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, this is, I have to explain this all the way out because it's going to sound weird at first, but I think I have to go back and constantly tell myself that I'm doing things for me because if I am bettering myself and constantly evolving, it will only positively impact the people in the world around me. And you can't serve from an empty cup and you cannot serve or go and lead from what you have not learned. And so I do my best to constantly learn and push myself and serve in new ways and do new things so that I can go out and serve people. That's really good. You know what that says to me? What? That says to me that you have a really good grasp on your own worthiness. Hmm. Because if saying to yourself, (laughs) I'm doing this to better me, if you thought of yourself as unworthy, as crap, Mm. saying to yourself, I'm doing this to better me, you'd go, oh, I'm not worth it. I can't invest in me. I can't. But the fact that that is motivating to you, I'm doing this for me, that tells me some really good things about you. You got a handle on that worthiness. You're shook right now. I am. (laughs) I never would have said that. I know. And what's funny. That's why we need friends. That's what I observe in what you're saying. What's funny. And we're literally doing another podcast about this. We've already talked about it is I have serious doubts in myself. Yeah. And so when so you congratulations, that, you're making strides. When you said that my brain, and I know it's a lie. I know that I admit that at the start is my brain went, no, you're really just doing it for people. You just recognize that taking these steps for yourself is what will get you to serving the people. Mm. Literally, that's what my brain said. Yeah. Because I'm a nine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And we're back to the <laughs> We are. We are. It's fine. Um, but I am. I try so hard to be a constantly evolving nine because I don't like being stuck in this place where I say I hate confrontation. So I constantly try to confront myself. And an example that you're going to laugh at because you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> this morning... I was talking to my coworker and I was working for a couple hours and I went, Allie, tell me not to take this drink to this person (laughs) because I'm going to hate myself if I do. And I thought that in my head, I was about to say it out loud, like Allie, tell me not to do this. It's a guy. And then in my head, I combated that lie. And I said, no, because then you're just giving in to the construct that your emotions control what you do. And I didn't want the emotions that I'm attracted to this person to stop me from doing what I would naturally do for any of my friends. Yeah. And that is bring them coffee after they've had a really long night. Literally texted me before she came over. You want me to get you some coffee? Yeah, <laughs> literally. And he told me he had a really long night. And my instant thought was go take him coffee. And then the lies in my head of my emotions are too strong and all of this was no, don't do it because you're just going to dig yourself in a hole. And then I combated that with no, because that's giving into the thing that I've been fighting for the last two months of don't let your emotions dictate your response to life. And then I took him the coffee and I was really proud of myself and he was really grateful. Gosh, that's a, here's just a whole note to self. We're just (laughs) going to like record this note to self. That's a whole other podcast to talk about that constant tension that we're in, in life between what are all of the racing thoughts in my head? What is mm-hmm. the bottom line of truth? Yep. We constantly waffle back and forth in conversations about 
what is actually emotion, what is reality, what is truth, what mm -hmm. is temptation, all mm -hmm. of that. In that moment, I went, Allie, can I just tell you the thought process that went through my head? And I did. And she said, that was a lot to happen in your head. I'm really proud of you. And I said, yeah. And it happened in 30 seconds too. Yeah, you like reasoned your way through it. I did. And I couldn't have done that three months ago. I so love that. That's like the constant evolving as I'm trying to take the things that I'm learning or suggesting to other people and apply them to my life. So that's actually a good question to ask on the topic of goal setting. Okay. How do you know when you're setting goals for yourself, we're both very ambitious people. We are. So our, our life is a constant narrative of like, I want to do this. I literally said earlier, I get so easily passionate uh -huh. <laughs> and I just want to do all the things and experience all the world. We both have that zest for life. Yeah. So when you're setting goals, how do you know, where is the line for you between this goal will actually directly add value to my life or the life of others. And that's why I want to pursue it versus this is a virtually useless, just waste of my time. Hmm. I think you ah. just like answered my question for me. Did I? Yeah. It's that if it's, I don't know, like if I can, I feel like I have become pretty aware as to what is pushing me forward and to what is holding me in the same place. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we ever take steps backwards because we've, we're still the person we've become and we either make a choice to move forward or stay where we are. Mm. And I was about to say, I either choose to move forward or move back, but I don't know if I ever, if we ever as humans move backwards. Yeah. It might just stunt you or delay what God right. has for you. Delays that you're, like you're saying that inner knowing of like, yeah. this isn't actually progressing me. Right. So, so it doesn't mean it's backwards. Right. And a lot of people say backwards. And then I think, Focusing on, oh no, I might go backwards actually unintentionally causes us to go backwards. So when I look at a goal like reading or changing the world, <laughs> generally speaking, same. working out, eating well, <laughs> if it's not moving me into a new place, Ooh, I like that. I won't do it. Mm -hmm. If every minute of my day is not moving me into a new place, even if yesterday I went home and I sat down and watch an episode of Parenthood to turn off my brain, that was moving me into a new place of accepting that I did enough that day. Mm -hmm. And watching TV led me to a new place. Mm -hmm. If a thing that I am doing or committing to is not leading me into a new place, if it's keeping me standstill, I don't see a point in it. Yeah. And there is this point of resting, but I think that even when we rest, we're constantly rejuvenating and like yes. evolving. And there's a word for it. I don't like re something help me please i'm trying oh, to be in the room with you i think you're saying it right yeah you, like rejuvenating when you, like, when you reset you enable yourself to be better you're yes. filling your own cup it's yes. the hole in the airplane they say put your oxygen mask on before you yeah. help your neighbor because if you can't breathe yep. you can't help your neighbor right yeah so so that yeah what about you well i also just want to say that i think it gives us too much credit when we say we can enable ourselves to go backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm personally of the belief that God has a handle on my life because I've given my life to him mm -hmm. because I'm in a, a relationship with him where there's a daily pursuit of where are you in this and what will you have for me here? Yeah. So because of that, I think I give myself too much credit of having too much power over my life. When I say I can enable myself to go backwards, that's actually not what God ever wants for me. Yeah. So even if I make a decision that is less than ideal, God had something for me to learn in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still moving forward. Yes. Whatever I, is learned there, even yes. if it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Still propelled yeah. me to be who I am. Right? Yeah. I also want to move backwards for one minute because you were starting to ask me the question you just asked. And you said, we're both highly ambitious people. And I had this whole revelation when you said that. Oh, have a whole moment, sis. That I was not an ambitious person until you and oh. jelly and my best friend zoe started telling me that i was oh you are it's easy i didn't to realize it and so i wouldn't because so i was 19 when i met you and that's wild <laughs> i'm 22 now um when i met you i would not have called myself an ambitious person and so in those three years, because you and Jelly and even like Libby, so many people mm -hmm. that you all will meet because they will be on this podcast, um, have 
propelled me into this place of recognizing that I am an ambitious woman, I am powerful, and I can make it happen. 19-year-old me wouldn't have said that. And I don't think if I knew, if I didn't, hadn't known all of you, 22-year-old me wouldn't say that either. Interesting. I don't, I don't know if you feel as though this is true to you, but maybe now that I'm considering this, when our observation of you being ambitious in that season of 19, mm-hmm. maybe our observation of you being an ambitious person was actually in a phase of dreaming. Maybe mm-hmm. you were a big dreamer then. Yeah. Because we've, I mean, it's obvious how you've grown and evolved in like setting goals and actually following through with them and figuring mm-hmm. out your process of, I got to lay out steps one through 17 to get to that goal. Yeah. So maybe just people giving you that permission of like, you are allowed to be an ambitious girl. We see it in you and all of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's propelled you to evolve I think into that ambition. I want to cry. Okay. You can cry. I'm I love that. I love oh, that yeah. too. I think it's I true. I think I've had similar experiences through people in my life. So yeah. it just takes that, that voice that knows you, someone who actually knows your heart has taken yeah. the time to see it. And rallies you in a way that gives you permission to step into whatever it is. In your case, taking dreams to ambition, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. So good. It is so good. I'm grateful. Grateful for you. Oh, love you. I love you too. Mm, We just had a whole moment. I don't even know. That might be it, y'all. We really did. I know. Can we record only a 45-minute episode? I know. That feels like taboo for us. We can never shut up. (laughs) We never can. But that was really beautiful. anything else? And I'm... We don't need to overspeak you know yeah, I think that's true I think that's beautiful do you all like listening to us just process through if we're done right now we're keeping it so real at all times on this podcast why wouldn't we I am such an intentional person let me just talk about this for like one minute and then we'll end okay because I even talked about it today I like posted something on Instagram and I said I said what did I say opening phone right now <laughs> let me just give you the audio of what is visually happening since you can't see her frantically typing in password to phone going to her Instagram scrolling. I said I said I've never understood being unintentional and I never want to get to that place and mm. it's the whole thing of we're constantly evolving and if I don't see myself evolving I don't want to do it mm-hmm. and I believe that intentions, like you have said, and being intentional is the purpose of life. Yep. Because we can't sit still. And I am, I used to say, and I kind of still believe it, that I'm the most intentional person I know. (laughs) I believe that too. I kind of believe it still. I literally don't say a single word without thinking of it. Even now, because I've learned and dived deep into bettering myself through the Enneagram and I realize that I hate confrontation and I can get really tense and inside myself and then I explode. I've learned tactics during discussions and heated discussions or arguments where I sit and instead of internalizing it and exploding, I learn to say what I feel. Sometimes there are tears, but I don't explode anymore. Yeah. Like I literally don't say a word without thinking about it. Same. Oh my gosh. Can I just funny anecdote that is so in line with what you're saying this week at work. Oh my gosh. This gal that just (laughs) love her to death. Like she brings a lot to the table. Yeah. It's very different than what I bring to the table. Yeah. Um, but she's just a little, and that's why she's in the arena. Like I'm not trying to discourage at all. She presently is a little bit below the bar. I think of like, social awareness, emotional awareness, ability to like work on a team of people. And so Mm -hmm. I'm very glad that the facility that I'm in is giving her the experience to be on the team because she's only growing every day. Right. Nonetheless, that little less of maybe emotional, social maturity and awareness. Yeah. She said to me this week, you know, sometimes when you communicate, it's just like really harsh. Oh my. <laughs> I wanted to die a little. And so I asked about it because yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I do not, I do not want to be harsh. Like right, I, right, I want right. to be loving, but always in truth, you know? So we like unpacked it a little. And by the end, she kind of like retracted her statement, which is not mm-hmm. what I was looking for. I was asking into her statement because yeah. I wanted to better myself, yeah. but she retracted it. And what her observation was by the end of our conversation was, you know why I think that your communication is harsh. What I meant to say is your communication is actually just more honest than mine. And mm. maybe I have something to learn there. Whoa. Cause same yeah. as you, I think through, I say what I mean and right. I mean what I say. Me too. And for her, that was like, 
why aren't we bullshitting each other? Like, why aren't we just like butterflies right. and rainbows at all time? It felt harsh. But yeah. by the end of the conversation, she was like, wait, actually, it's more honest. And that's, that's yeah. kind of you. And it's a very learned skill. Oh, yeah. Like, the way that I think through every word now, in the mere seconds before I say it, I had to learn by taking a seat back and journaling pages and pages on end after conversations. That was at least my process. I would get home and I'd think about a hard conversation I had and I journaled and I thought, why did I think this way? Why did I explode? Why did I say what I said? And that has allowed me to get to this place where I can have a conversation in my head of, no, go do this thing because you're a nice human. Allow yourself to be a nice human without letting emotions get in the way or don't explode during this argument because it's never going to lead to a good thing. That's beautiful. And this is like embarrassing to admit. And now I'm going to do it. Do it. That just led me back to like what was the most important intention that I had for myself this year that I literally didn't even remember until right now. So you know what? Good accountability check-in for Jackie Burns. That means that I need to be a little more intentional with this, right? Mm -hmm. I literally cannot believe that I forgot to list it (laughs) because it was like the first one that came to my mind when I sat down with myself Mm -hmm. and the Lord going into 2021 and said, what will you have for me work on this year? Mm Mm-hmm. It is more intentional sorries. I've talked to you about this at length. Yeah. I constantly take more than 24 hours to reply to an email. And I'm like, I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you. Oh, my God. Literally chill. (laughs) Literally, that is (laughs) like not the thing to be sorry for, Jackie Burns. It can simply start with, thanks for your patience with me as you waited for me to get back to you. Mm -hmm. Right? So I don't want to say sorry when I don't need to say sorry. Yeah. But my ego and pride can also really take over. And when it really counts, when I've yeah. said something that hurts my young, impressionable teenage sister, mm. these moments where it can really count, I don't want it for the life of me to say sorry. Mm-hmm. So I I want to be more intentional with sorry. when I don't need to overly apologize, chill out. Stop yeah, it. You don't need that. to. You're not sorry. Don't say you are. You don't need to be. Yep. But when it does count, I really want to show up Yeah. I and say, that that it counts. And that just goes in line with what we were just saying with speech. And yeah, so that's, that's actually a goal of mine. Cause I really do, <laughs> as she says, I'm harsh, but I really do communicate honestly. You're blunt. Yeah. I'm, not harsh. I'm to the point. I don't mess around. I don't have yeah. time to mess around, especially at work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but that is something that deserves further intentionality in my life for yeah. sure. More intentional sorries. Well, now that Jackie has started going into the topic of our next podcast without realizing it. Oh, was that the next one? Yes. Yeah, it was also a 2021 goal, but you're correct. Now that that's happened, I want a margarita. So I think we're going to let y'all go. We're going to go smash some Mexican food. <laughs> we are. We are each other's Valentine's date. Yeah. Forget Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Valentine. Eve. Yeah. Well, They're not listening to this, <laughs> I'm done talking. This is like the first week of March when you all will be listening mm-hmm. to this. This is like, reminds me of that Spongebob meme where, you know, 20 minutes ago we were like, I think we're done now. And that's like two (laughs) hours later. I hope you (laughs) all enjoyed that ramp. It was a tangent. Tangent. Thank you. On intentionality. Thanks for being here. Yeah. We love you all. As always, reach out to us on social media. We don't just want to hear ourselves talk. We want to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Not in the room. We are not on the same page with that. Have a good night. Goodbye. Morning. Bye. (laughs) And that's the shit. shit.